Hello everybody, FPL teacher here bringing you Brentford 3, Fulham 2. The solid victory, honestly, that Brentford registered here could have ended 0-0 as well as 4-4, but really, Brentford took advantage of their set-piece dominance to establish a result that firmly puts them in the top half of the table while leaving Fulham with more questions than answers. Brentford up against a side that isn't a top 6 candidate. Brandished their 4-3-3 once again and the real question always comes down to where they put their tactical advantage and in this case it was right central midfield as Damsgaard was the one fielded instead of Joshua Da Silva usually with Matt Jensen on the left side. Really this comes down to the tempo that Brentford attempts to play, whether they would be more control reliant on their long diagonals as well as their set pieces, or would they just rush Fulham down and play Fulham's game really in and using their central midfielders to press up against Fulham that did not have Palinia here showed their immediate tactical instincts where Brentford were relentless for 90 minutes using their rotation of midfielders to press Fulham down. Now the immediate beneficiaries of this particular setup should be Ivan Tony, and in this particular case he was unfortunate to have just taken shots from ridiculous positions, sometimes from way way out, still trying to chip the keeper from something like 40-50 yards, sometimes his own half. So Tony, as usual, has his selfish tendencies and really the true beneficiary of all of this would be Brian Mbomo. Damsgaard in particular received the ball usually of this Brentford pressure and his chips over the top would be something that Da Silva does not have in his locker, playing in the likes of Mbomo for all those big chances missed. Now, that being said, all the usual diagonals from free kicks and such also occurred from right to left, usually targeting Tony and Mbomo. But as usual, Momo continues to waste big chances while Tony, as usual, also relies on his set-piece threat as well as his penalty area presence to take the lead. Now that being said, for FPL purposes, looking at Brentford is almost certainly a straightforward task. Ivan Tony may not continue to shine, particularly in away matches, but at home we know that he has the home crowd and the referee's backing in particular, as Brentford's Penalty 1 arguably would not be the type of penalty we will see in this modern age awarded by VAR. So really, Brentford, unfortunately in game week 29 with two away games up next, should actually rely more on their away game performers such as Mbomo, if not Matt Jensen, to thrive. However, that being said, with Brentford having Leicester at home, Tony almost seems like an essential ingredient as they come up against a Leicester side who are rather error prone and really not a fan of dominating and controlling games. So really, the ball is technically in Brentford's court here. Fulham who are rather a curious case as their 4-2-3-1 no longer revolves around Alexandra Mitrovic. Even though Andres Pereira continues to press the left and the right half spaces diligently, the new beneficiaries now revolve around 
Mano Solomon on the left flank now instead of working with his fullback Mano Solomon is basically a chance hogger where he will almost certainly look to shoot onside compared to William who used to play on the left instead William is now shifted to the right side working with the likes of Harrison Reed and Kenny Tete now these dynamics completely change not just because of the absence of Joao Palinia in fact the question now comes down to who steps up for Fulham in the absence of Mitrovic. I say this because Mitrovic did not take a single shot until the 89th minute. So really we have to ask ourselves legitimately who would genuinely step up for Fulham. The first name on the sheet would be Tete from the right side. Even without Dekodova Reed, Tete continues to bomb forward, particularly on the counter-attack when Brentford hit them. So Brentford will typically have a set piece and Tete will be the one usually marked by Wisa with the best chance of actually bringing the ball out of defence. Tete unfortunately does not take crosses particularly well in his, the opponent's half so he would switch play to the left where either Robinson or Mano Solomon would reside. Now Solomon himself makes decisions that usually prioritizes himself. So the real creator would be Anthony Robinson on the left, who is still perceived as a double-edged sword for Fulham. But that was usually the source of Fulham's best chances. The other awkward pairing here that we see is Harrison Reed and Sasha Lukic, both in central midfield, both right-footers, and unfortunately not really displaying the balanced chemistry that Palinia and Reed has. So really with two right footers in central midfield, most of their play would understandably go to the right side instead of finding Anthony Robinson. Now Robinson too, to his credit, had to deal with the threat, the permanent threat of Mbomo as well as Shada later on continuously behind his shoulder. So at this stage, we can almost assume that Fulham for FPL purposes are reactive to their opponent's dangers, no longer pressing extremely high no matter home or away. With game week 28 a blank, 29 brings forth a slightly interesting puzzle as their First game, or rather the, their involvement in the double game week of 29, has Bournemouth play, up, play them at the Vitality Stadium. So Fulham at the moment still show weaknesses down the flanks, and for Bournemouth's case, that's either a game set for Tavernier or Watara on the right side, punishing Robinson's aggressive positioning yet again. It's quite amazing what a big difference a key talisman makes. Not Mitrovic in this case, but Joao Pelia, who will continue to be suspended for the Arsenal game. In this particular case, Brentford took full advantage as their midfield three just swarmed Fulham and they thoroughly deserved their win, even though the result doesn't say so. The fact that they led all the way until the 85th minute where it looked did not look close at all, really, as they considered a consolation goal of an error shows that Brentford right now, even though not looking strong all the time, will continue to threaten and threaten and threaten all the way to the final whistle scoring at various parts of the game. This is FPL Teacher who will commence Game Week 27's reviews as soon as possible.